Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, the Westside Personalized Podcast is back, and I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to visit today with Kristen Hogan, who is a personalized learning collaborator, just as I am, uh, here in the Westside District. And so welcome, Kristen. Hello. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, a procedural personalized piece. Uh, We advocate in our trainings all the time that uh, teachers should start their design uh, thinking about, hey, I could personalize a lesson, I could personalize an entire unit, uh, or you could personalize a procedure, and sometimes I'm not sure we always even understand what that means or could look like, and so it's going to be fun to explore a procedure, personalized procedure here today. So, Kristen, kind of give me the backstory, I guess, as far as where this this came from and and the conversations you guys had in deciding where this was going to be implemented. Yeah, absolutely. I had the opportunity to work with a third grade teacher who had been trying to find ways to differentiate her morning work. And historically, she had been um, spending time at night writing out a sticky note for every single kid with their to-do list and sticking it in their morning work folder and making sure it was put in the right place so they were ready to go in the morning. And then in the morning, she was still directing the routine things like lunch counts and getting your items put away and ready for the day and homework checked and turned in and was burning a lot of time that she felt could be better used with the students. So that's kind of where the idea was hatched, was out of that place. And well, and it sounds like in that instance, you know, we talk sometimes about where are these lines between individualization versus differentiation versus, yeah. you know, this whole voice and choice piece and how does that feed into to personalized learning. Uh, and with that, it sounds like that she was doing a lot of work to individualize that time of the day for her students. Absolutely. But that stuff gets exhausting. Absolutely. Over and- enough time. And it was, she was definitely directing the students. It wasn't right. the students taking the initiative. And that initiative piece is so important. That's the agency piece that I think sometimes we, and don't get me wrong, I love the practice <laughs> that was in place. The individualization that she was right. doing for her students was incredible. Absolutely. But, but I care about her as a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Getting burned out with that kind of thing. And the idea behind personalization is to give students ownership and control and to foster the ability to be self-paced and lead themselves through these things, right? Right. So, uh, so seeing that, where did the conversation go from there? So then we kind of started to talk about how we could incorporate technology so that students would have access to videos or to classroom resources and could be directed to do different things. And we also, at the same time, had conversations around ways that we could showcase the work that the students were doing um, outside of the traditional channels that already existed. And so that is where we decided we were gonna develop a Google slide deck that would function kind of like a touchboard app um, and would be saved to the student's home screen on their device. And when the students arrive to class, they can select their month and the date and then get to a place where it's going to direct them on the procedures for that day. And the template is set up in a way that the procedures for the first two columns are the same, but the teacher had the flexibility to change those on a daily basis um, if she had other things that the students needed to do. 
And I will say too, real quick, for people listening in, we're going to post on our website with this podcast uh, the template, so you could go in and just make that one your own. Uh, and we're trying to track down the original one, so I imagine we'll get that on there at some point too, where you can see uh, what this third grade teacher did in her classroom, absolutely, uh, and kind of kind of build it off of that. So if it's tough to follow our conversation here, you certainly can. Um, check that resource out there and so with this too it's worth kind of bringing up we we've started to use Google Slides more and more Mm -hmm. uh, as a in this app workflow right where you like if you put that piece in present mode with enough hyperlinks uh, in there you can jump to other pages jump back to the main page if you as a teacher have ever created uh, the example I often use like a Jeopardy game for your class where you click on a, you know the $100 and it takes you to the $100 question and then you go back to the main page it's that same principle but in Google Slides you're able to then share that out with your students uh, and modify that on the fly if, if need be uh, and so that's really kind of the workflow of this. On the main page, though, there were—it looks great, like the <laughs> aesthetics for people that aren't don't have this up and in front of them. Kind of describe like what that looks like. So it gets shared. Oh, and I should say this too: make sure that you share these things over in present mode. You can actually modify the link uh, at the top the, in the URL, uh, and if you get rid of the edit where it says edit about two thirds down the URL and put present in there instead uh, you can share things over in present mode and then students don't even have to hit play to, uh, to make things go yeah which is really slick because as a teacher you could then utilize the note section to have still your instructional notes or um, maybe the plans that you're going to use if you get to that place but if you don't they're out of sight out of mind and so describe to me a little bit like the main page for people that aren't able to they don't have this up in front of them so the main page when the students pull it up um, on their device they can see each of the months, so the, they've got some clouds that have the month names in them. Yeah, the, it's like a landscape background <laughs> with like grass and the sky. And in the midst of that, there are clouds that you created that are yep, where that these are months shapes are. that say the months. It says good morning. Um, and then it, I've got a couple of characters. So one is a worm and one is a frog. For another teacher that I've worked with, we've added a butterfly um, and a bee. And each of those go to course-specific pages. So, for example the worm takes you to a math page. Um, so that later in the day, when you're done with morning work, students can still use this as a differentiation tool to kind of individualize their pathway without having to have a sticky note of what they should be doing. So the students, when they get there in the morning, will select the month, and that will then take you to a page that looks like a calendar, um, and the dates are inside of stars and they will click the correct date. So they are essentially then practicing what used to be a sit down whole class calendar routine, but they are practicing that part independently, navigating, okay, here's where the date is, this is the day, um, and gaining that awareness. And then when they get to the correct date, it takes them to um, a page that has a list of um, rock star responsibilities. So those are things that each individual teacher could change. But for this particular educator, they have more procedural, like hang up your belongings, get your chair, do your lunch ticket, turn in your homework type of thing. And then when they are done, they have a star that they click that says I'm done. And that takes them to what is on the template a blank page. But you'll get to see in the example deck that we post, the teacher likes to have things that are showcased that are student work. So that could be a Flipgrid video made by a group of students, or it could be something that they drew out, or it could even be a joke of the day that a kid authored or picked out. 
or a fun quote that is related to something they're going to be working on. And what an awesome opportunity to give an authentic audience, you know, within the right. class and to showcase. Uh, I, I love pieces like that because what it does is it establishes sometimes a grade is great, <laughs> but it's an entirely different thing when the teacher says, look at this work. It's so, and there's a pride that comes with that, but it also then raises the level of expectation for the peers when they see some of this amazing work that's out there. Uh, and so it's cool that you're able to sort of model what exceptional looks like on a daily basis if you choose to do that, or just get a smile, right? <laughs> the joke piece I think is also uh, something that's just kind of fun to consider that, you know, you're just bringing some positivity and, and showing a little, a little of that there. Absolutely. And, you know, it was really rewarding to see it in action with the kids because they um, will have times that they can choose if they want their name on the piece that they authored or not. Um, obviously, if it's a video of them, they, they know that they will be in it. But when kids don't put their name on it, it's fun to see how the class responds. They're like, oh, who made this? This is so cool. And it's kind of like the buzz in the classroom. And you know, there has to be that one child that is just ecstatic that their work was received in that way. That's cool. So, so then once they have clicked, I'm done, then it goes to the joke or the student showcase piece. Uh, where does the workflow go from there? Yep, so then that takes them back to the directions page, which shows the first set of directions they already completed. The rock star. The thing. rock star responsibilities. And now a new column has emerged that says, let's get organized. And so that has some more of the get ready type of tasks on it. And again, these columns are flexible and can be adjusted based on your needs in the classroom. So for this particular example that I am looking at, the students sharpened their pencils and got out their books, folders, and paper for class so that they were ready to move around the classroom for each of their sections. And again, they would, when they finished those two steps, they would click the I'm done and get another reward similar to the first one, but authored by another student or something that the teacher had selected to set the day. So like, for example, National Gum Chewing Day. They were gonna be writing about it. They were gonna be doing a bubblegum activity in science class. So it was an appropriate part to have a little article to read and a video so that they knew about the history of gum. Uh, and that the time that it takes sometimes to go through what we're talking about here in step two uh, can be quite a bit if you don't have an organized like workflow for this. What things do I need? What materials should I get out? What are we going to be learning about next? And just kind of that mental transition time where you're going to, like you're saying, read an article or watch a, a video and the chance to kind of explore those things on their own at their own pace to the degree that they're interested is that's really cool. Absolutely. And once they are done with that page, it takes them back to the page that had the rock star responsibilities, the let's get organized, and now the last column emerges, which is the backstage pass list. And this is really the place that we say it's time for rehearsal, remember to read directions and work quietly. And when they click the start button, um, which is the shape of a star, it takes them to a page where you can design what the morning work looks like. So the third and fourth grade examples that I have got to experience, the teachers have used kind of a color coding system where they either have popsicle sticks or clothespins or magnet tiles with student names on it on the board and three color groups so that they can make three different things that students should be working on, whether it's three different levels of math or three different subjects, because mm -hmm. maybe not every kid needs to be working on math during this work. Yeah. additional morning work time. And they can move those color groups around and change what the colors are each time without students knowing why or how they're singled out. 
and they can do that very fluidly using the same data they were before, but in a way that students are now accessing what they should be doing based on their results. Awesome. I love the flexibility of this. And so if you are listening in uh, and would like to get the template, I think that's so much of the heavy lifting with this right. is already done for you. Uh, the layout of this is beautiful. <laughs> I really like the whole Rockstar piece and the, and the main page. Uh, I think it's just really visually appealing, especially it does have kind of an elementary vibe. I don't yeah. know what to call it. Other than yeah. that, I really, I really like that aspect. Uh, and so how much time do you think it took to hyperlink all these, all this text and these shapes and... Yeah, that was that was definitely a summer week, um, and, it, like and it went through. Here. Yeah, it went <laughs> through. Uh, it went through many you. iterations. This is actually like the second rollout of it because we made something for third grade last year, and then the third grade teacher that was using it said, "Okay, I need more pages for student work, and I need to have another set of procedures." So it's evolved over time, mm -hmm. um, and it's gotten to the place where we did add the links, like the worm or the frog, to subjects because the teacher's like, "I really like if I'm gonna do." this math pretest, I don't want to have to email them the link. And so we said, hey, let's put it on our morning routine menu mm -hmm. so they know they can go back to that same place to get the procedural information or the links or the videos that they need for that particular content area during the day. Oh, that's awesome. What would you say are some of the things, because you've had a chance to go in and implement it, right? You yes. were in there like helping co-teach yep. and uh, yep. so what are some of those, because I, I guess I heard it there the thought to add other pieces in, but as someone gets started with this, what are some things that you they should maybe anticipate as either being sticking points yeah. or uh, things that are that are a benefit that you might maybe so, found as a result of you do actually doing it in the classroom? So one of the sticking points that we um, discovered in this process was um, students were getting click happy sometimes with the board. So like they're tapping what they're supposed to, but then they just keep tapping the screen and as a result of that, it forwards the slides. Um, so we said, okay, we need like to implement something that is um, a stop. Like, stop, you've gone too far. Like, you are out of zone. Like, you got click happy, you've got to go back. And so we did add in stop pages that had a message that if students were reading this, um, they needed to return to the start. And we had that return to the start button. Mm -hmm. Or even after the subjects, it returned them back to that subject if they kind of got out of bounds. So that was a more recent modification. Well, and I will say, I talked to Dustin Carlson recently with kindergarten and they're making uh, a reading time board, which that'll be a featured podcast later, I'm sure. And Dustin said to me that he decided to go in because he was having the same problems. Kindergarten, yeah. kindergartner is holding the iPad and as they're just randomly sort of touching the screen, it's advancing one step rather than them hitting the button that he was interested in them like uh, accessing or that they should have been accessing. And so he created a transparent rectangle uh, and then moved it all the way to the back. So essentially it, it doesn't, uh, because it's not hyperlinked, it doesn't allow you to go to the next item uh, yeah page but then you had to layer that into everything you had yeah done already that's it, which so is another another which solution, is another solution yeah. yeah and i guess you know because these kids are a little bit older than kindergarten so at right. third grade we had we actually had a class period when we launched it and we used part of that morning that we sat down and we pushed out the link using apple classroom and got it saved to the home screens and then coached kids on how we were going to use it mm -hmm. so for a week straight the teacher would do this with them as direct instruction, so to speak, so that she would model, okay, we're gonna press the button. And when they got three days in, she then had student helpers that she would select that would come up and model it on the iPad, on the screen. 
to show like how they're supposed to do it and yeah. what the next steps are. Oh, that scaffolding is so important yes. with something like this to make sure that the routine's navigated successfully and not just throwing everybody into the deep end and having to put all the fires out <laughs> as that uh, as that happens. I'm mixing metaphors there a little bit, but uh, so it's cool that, that she had thought through that enough and that you guys had thought through that enough to, to make those adjustments. Anything else that you kind of... You know, I would say, you know, the other benefit, and I've kind of mentioned this already, was being able to pull in other forms of media or assessment. And so the use of Google Forms with the different subjects also helped use those color groups for differentiation because on Google Forms, if you put it in quiz mode, you can give feedback. And so the feedback of a pretest could simply be your color group is and what the color is. So oh, okay. then when they get to that differentiation slide that has the three groups that are doing different things or the four groups, however many you determine, then they know their next steps based on how they did. And the teacher can access that based on the results of the quiz if, if they need to check that the student's in the right place. Wow, that's cool. That's an interesting, uh, and it, I love it because it has so much flexibility. It does. To it. It does, and I've seen, like I said, I've seen it across third grade examples and fourth grade, and fourth grade's using it slightly differently. They're still using it procedurally, but obviously their procedures are different, and they are using it also in the afternoon when they come back from lunch because that's kind of like a restart mm -hmm. of the day and getting ready for reading, and there's a lot of very procedural things about the reading, writing, and spelling time that they want to have a one-stop shop for kids to access instead of the teacher standing up and saying, do this next, here's the sure. website, I'm gonna email this to you. It is taking those pieces out and putting it in a place where the students can always get to them. Mm -hmm. So we can kind of summarize, and these are not just the benefits, but it's gonna uh, help with efficiency. We're gonna optimize the, like our time efficiency because students are able to like just get right to it and they know mm -hmm. the, those steps and don't have to wait for you to wait for everyone else right. <laughs> to be ready for step two and the way the instructions roll out. Uh, so number two then, and probably most important, student agency, like we mm -hmm. talked about, uh, that they have ownership over this and, and have to start to be okay with referencing this digital tool to navigate to the myriad of great resources, obviously, that you guys have provided on there. Right. But I would even say number three, and so this is maybe me asking a question or making an assumption first and then seeing if this is your experience. But I gotta feel like as a teacher, when this is in place, I would then be free to go and actually address the issues that need to be addressed with an individual student that was maybe gone the previous day, or if I need to kind of go and do some sort of remediation with a student. Now I'm not tied to the front, leading everyone through these steps that can be facilitated by a piece like this. I now, you know, it's not that we're building this so that students just essentially go online <laughs> and right. just hang out there and I as a teacher sit back and finish my coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. So would you say that was accurate with your experience when you were in the classroom? I would say so because it helped get kind of students in that lane where they were able to facilitate some of the things that historically the teacher had been facilitating. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, it gave uh, even a younger learner a sense of independence in the classroom and a reference point um, as they were going through the day. And another, another tool that you could choose to incorporate on some of the daily slides are you could make one of the reward slides your agenda for the day so that it is something the kids could continuously reference and know, hey, this is what's coming up today.
Well, that's awesome. And uh, I really appreciate you know, all the time and effort that you and you know the teachers that have collaborated on this have put in uh, to, to build this. And I know you built most of this <laughs> in that summer and all the time. So thanks for all your hard work with that. And do you have any like parting words for a person who maybe is has gone to the website and pull up this template and goes, oh, there's a lot of slides here. <laughs> I don't know if this is something that I want to do. Uh, what would you say to that person getting started out? I would say try it because it's so flexible. You could truly make it your own. And it's if you are if technology scares you or puts you off, I will tell you that the teacher that dreamt this dream to design this was not the teacher you would anticipate to work with technology, just not competent with skills or abilities and has grown immensely through competence wise through um, using the morning routine menu. And it's some, if you can make a slideshow for a presentation to teach off of, you can contribute to this tool for your students. That's great. I, I think that so often, I love the part that you said there too, it's just about getting started. Yeah. The things are scary and, the, and it is. You know, significant change often is. Right. <laughs> but to uh, just be willing to just try it, to just mm-hmm. get the ball rolling is, is uh, a tough step. So I recognize that, but also... Uh, it, it gets so much easier typically once you just kind of get past your initial, it's never as bad as you fear. No, and it's it's what's truly going to allow kids to go at different paces during something that is procedural. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only are you able to differentiate, but you're able to let kids that are ready to go ahead, go ahead and spend their time working on something that is instructional or related to learning rather than having desk time waiting. Yeah, and I got to think that's going to help with behavior management. Mm-hmm. Also, when I have a task that is I can actually seek out and do and that I have the autonomy to navigate this uh, I'm there isn't that downtime there isn't right. that uh, so there's another benefit to, uh, I think to considering putting this in place so so Kristen thank you so much for your time today it's been a good conversation and I'm excited to share out uh, this as a resource for anyone who's listening in yeah absolutely thanks for joining us Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.